Hello, I'm Tom Moan, and today I'm beginning an old and yet continuing adventure. In 1968, my family and I returned to Tulsa, where I became the general manager of KORUFM and Oral Roberts, radio announcer. At that time, from 1968 until March of 71, I had a daily program entitled Good Morning Brother Pilgrim. And now after 50 years, I'm resurrecting it with a new title, Good Morning Fellow Pilgrim. And a pilgrim is a person who's on a journey, and in this case, a journey of the kingdom of God on earth as Jesus prayed. So I hope you'll join me as we look into the past, the present, and the future. This is the Good Morning Fellow Pilgrim podcast with Tom Moan for February 3rd, 2020. This is part three of a three-part conversation that began on the January 27th podcast, continued into the January 31st podcast, and ends today on the February 3rd podcast. Enjoy. And so I, I, I just I, I sense that something is, is changing in American culture, and I, I, I see it as a very exciting thing because I see, I see the Spirit of God moving upon the waters. I do too. I really sense that something's happening where we're realizing that uh, the love of money is the root of all sin. Well, money isn't the problem. If you, if you make money the issue, you, you, you've missed the discipline God wants to say. It, it's a gift. Yeah. And how you use it it, it belongs to God. I can remember a dear friend of mine saying, you remember in the Old Testament they talked about the tithe, 10% went to God? And I said, yes, sir, I, I really recall that. And he said, well, uh, there's a little something different in the New Testament. And I said, well, sir, just what are you talking about? He says, it's all God. Yeah. We're stewards now. We are sons and daughters of God so that what we have is a... Is something that he wants us to have open, clean hands yeah. that it can flow through us yeah. to others. It's not a a a, a, a divi- where I'm trying to impress people with what I do. Yeah. I'm a steward. I'm a son of God, and uh, I've been just lost. Uh, I'm not wanting to get off, get off of another rabbit trail, but I've been so lost in the eighth chapter of Romans where Paul talks about. The creation groaning for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. The yeah. creation with a personality, yeah. but it, but it is uh, because God is calling us to rule and reign with Him in the kingdom. That's why just being born again isn't enough. Uh-huh. That's at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. Thank you, Father. We we're now on the mountain. Glory to God. But we got to grow up. Yeah. And it's the thing you mentioned initially in our conversation, Matt. We come to a point and we've got to, we've got to mellow out there in the spirit mm-hmm. before we can take the next steps yeah, of you discipline. Have to, you have to adjust yourself to the altitude. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I keep the, the, one of the other pictures that keeps coming back to me as we're talking about this is like God wants a church filled with people who are down in the valley. And instead of looking at all the, the snakes and the, the enemy and everything that's happening down here, he, we turn on and we look at the, we look at the serpent. Remember, we look at the bronze serpent. It's like 
He wants us to stop paying so much attention to the sin and the greed and the junk that's filled that fills the world and put our eyes on him. And all that, that it's what a simple request. But how difficult a request it is, right? So to, for us to just stop looking at our circumstances, at the things that we need, the things that we require, the stuff that we think we need but we don't actually need, and we put all of our effort into that instead of just looking up and seeing what is it that you, where are you leading us? You know what? Mm-hmm. And I just that's a picture I've always loved. Is that is the picture of you know holding up the bronze serpent? You know the the simplest thing that's required is to just turn your eyes away from yourself. That's exactly right. It's that simple. And there's well, and the, the thing that's so odd is that the the current generation that we're in right now, one of the one of the buzzwords is self care. Mm. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> it's so centered on on yourself, on taking care of yourself, and that's the last. I mean, God will do that. He loves you enough that He will do that. But you need to stop worrying so much about what you need and start thinking more about. And this is I'm saying this to myself as much as anyone else. What is God requiring of you? And it's not. It's not so much that he's even worried about what's going to fulfill you. The mm. question is, what does God require of you? And the thing that's cool, and I love this about the grace of God, is that the very thing, the very time that you step out and you start doing the thing that God requires of you, he begins to fill your life with grace. And you don't even know, you don't even care that the thing you're doing is not the calling of your heart. Mm. Because the the actual full calling of your heart is responding to the the urge and the, and the the will of God. I mean, that's when joy happens. No, yes. I, I really, really hear that, Maddie. And matter of fact, you said uh, you said responding to the call, and I've I've, I've heard that, and I'm sure you all have too. Uh, of people talking about where's the Lord calling you, calling, calling. Um, I thought it was fascinating. I, I was um, meditating on that. The vision of the Lord being revealed with the seraphim, you know, and and the and the prophet, the prophet sees the Lord and his train fills the temple, and it's full of smoke, and the seraphim are there, and he's awed by this, and he says, "Woe is me, because I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I come from a people of unclean lips," and the angel takes the coal and touches his lips yes and as soon as the when the when the coal touches his lips his ears are opened <laughs> he can hear what the lord is saying and so it, it 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 occurs to me that the lord is constantly speaking all the time but the prophet simply couldn't hear it until his lips were touched by the coal why would the lips need to be touched for his heart to be opened? Because he couldn't, well, he couldn't fill the emptiness with his noise, you know? I, I hear you. Yeah. But I just thought that's an interesting Isn't thing. I was looking at the text you're mentioning. It says, then one of the, uh, I'm a unclean lips and all of that. And then he says, the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal taken from the altar with tongs, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven. Wait a minute. Why the lips and my sin is taken? Jesus said, 
It's not the things from the outside coming in that defile a man, but what's in his heart coming out that defiles the man. And it was only then that God could say, who shall I send? And he could say, send me. Send me. Isn't that, that's so the powerful. call so the call the call is for all of us all the time. Oh, the call is all of us all the time. There's no there's no division of you know you know, Paul says some are called for this or that. Well he's comparing us in my estimation, this is just my own thought, please correct me, fellas, but the, he compares he compares us to the body, to the human body. And the body is 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 unconscious of what's going on with it. You know, I'm sitting here talking into this microphone. My eyes are seeing. I can feel where I'm at. My hands can touch. But my brain, I'm unconsciously doing these things all the time. The body of Christ is like that. That's not calling. My eyes aren't calling attention to themselves saying, hey, we see, we see, we see. Aren't we cool? I hear you. You know, the body of Christ is functioning that way because we're all called all the time. Amen. And only when we're walking unconsciously by dailiness, by listening to the mind of God, are we are we walking as we should walk, and we answer the call so, simply by simply by being in the presence of the Lord all the time. So here we are, the three of us sitting here talking, and we're we're wanting to express what's in the Holy Spirit in these moments. And we're not as so concerned about being correct as faithful. That doesn't mean that if you're faithful, you're incorrect. Don't hear that. But it, it means that there is a discipline that God wants to reproduce in his church. Now, I, I want to take a little, maybe this is a side trip, hmm. but I but I sometimes think it might be healthier for the body of Christ to get together more like an AA meeting than a kind of almost a hiding behind religious, liturgical, fine, good theological stuff, which just keeps everybody in the dark, where we never can be a brother to our brothers or to our sisters. Oh, do you understand where I'm coming from? There's, that there's a candor. Because we're not expecting perfection from one another, we're learning how to yield. Wasn't it Lewis that said that religion is the is the opiate of the people? Well, no, that <laughs> wasn't Lewis. That's, but. Oh, that, that's <laughs> that right. I think it was Stalin. No, one, one of those guys. No, but um, uh, one of our brothers has said in the past that that religion is the is the surest inoculant against the Spirit of Christ. Oh, man. That's why I go back to what I said, that true discipline is yielding to Jesus. It's not yielding to myself and my disciplines. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, that when I think of, when you think of people who are religious individuals, people who um, are more in tune, well, you know, and I'm not trying to be judgmentally point pointy guy but i hear you people who have uh who are living religious precepts rather than uh the life of god right one of the biggest things that, that you see is fear um, they're afraid to go out into the world because they are afraid they're going to be infected by it 
And the difference is when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you go into the world with the full knowledge that your presence is an infection of the Holy Spirit. And there's such a difference in how you view everything. You're not, you're the, it's such a, what a cool way to, you're not afraid anymore because it's almost like you want the enemy to be afraid because you're you're in the presence of God and you're walking and in that presence in you know because there's worship happening in your life because there's things happening there's a transformative element to the spirit of God well when we also know like Paul says that very life that you begin to live in the world mm-hmm. out of that same spirit can cause people to hate you uh, yeah and i and that uh, fine yeah. The the other side of it too is that there's religion tends to segregate you from the general public. Right. Uh, you can't be with any unclean person. No, you do. You find yourself pulling back, and you know I'm I'm just going to be with this group of people that believes and understands and agrees with me, and uh, I don't want to go out into the place where I might be questioned because that requires daily i mean going back to the things we talked about at the beginning in order to answer the onslaught of the enemy you better be walking in that daily walk you know you better be learning how to listen to the holy spirit and how to respond to correctly to the holy spirit to to know when you need to say something and when you don't and the and i one of the things i think is really interesting is that dad and i had a conversation just while we were recording the last podcast that was kind of about some of this stuff yes. without you know, and Dad and I have different ideas. Okay, cool. the 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 issue is that we you have a responsibility as a believer to learn what it is to actually be a believer. That's what I mean, and that's what we're talking about. This whole kind of daily thing is of learning how to how to respond and how to live daily in front of God. And um, I feel like I, I lost my train of thought. Um. Oh, uh, <clears throat> I would. This is one of the one of the precepts. If, if there's any precepts that I feel like I've tried to teach my kids, is that it's better to be to show love than to be right. Oh, amen. And I feel like that's one of the primary things that the church today and that we as believers need to do is that uh, in. That one of the first things that religion wants to do is 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 attack and judge and judge, and I I feel like most of the time Jesus didn't do that. He just loved people. The only people that he really got upset with were the religious yeah, people, was the religious establishment. I mean, he was with all of the yeah. sinners and everything, but the religious people is the one that he had the stern words for. But it is so difficult. It is so difficult when you disagree with someone to put oh. your arms around them. Oh yes, it is. And uh, that that's something that God would rather you feel humiliated and love someone than stand there and point at them and just say, I, you know, here's a, let me list off all your sins. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, in my own life, and you boys know this better than anybody, because I've told you over the years that uh, when I, uh, before I became a Christian, uh, I was governed by lust. You know, uh, when I first saw your mother, my first comment to my friends was, boy, doesn't she have great legs? Well, what a carnal thing to say. But God didn't come and point the finger at me. He loved me. And uh, as I wrote in my book, 
I, I, when I was born again, I was stunned. He never brought it up. He just said, will you receive my love, son? And then I've gone back on many occasions, John 360, for God so loved the world. Oh, we love that. Who gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we ought to go to the next verse. For God sent not the son into the world to condemn the world. And oftentimes, I think that people have felt that the disciplines are to bring us to a place where we're to go around point all the fingers. Absolutely. I just don't think that's where it's at. Well, that's that's what's so cool. How how what an amazing way to to come full circle in this discussion. Yeah. Because the very dailiness that we started the discussion with is the very reason that Christ came to save the world. You know, there's and it's to save it. <laughs> To individually, you know, each individual, not, he didn't come here to establish a religion. That was not his intent. He came here to save every single living creature, I mean, person on this planet. And that wasn't, Jesus never said, I'm here to start something amazing. I'm here to, he's here to save the world. Amen. That's a huge different, I mean, that's a different thought than, uh, than well, he setting poured, up some kind of establishment. Well, on Pentecost, he poured the Spirit out on all flesh. Yeah. So everybody has access. As we close this portion of our, our being, I'd like you brothers, because you're not only sons, you're brothers in the Lord, to close in prayer. I'm going to ask you, Matt, to begin, and then sure. Paul, and then I'll close. Yeah. And we're going to continue this discussion down the road. Mm-hmm. But let's just let this one... Into the hands of God. Okay, Matt? My chair's squeaking. All right. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would, once again, that your Holy Spirit would be uh, alive and moving between uh, the three of us here as well as anyone who's listening to this. And I ask that you would edit the things that need to be edited, remove the stuff that's garbage, and the, the, the things that are of you, let those things stay. And Father, I ask that uh, those uh, also, that anyone who's even listening to this, that you would uh, allow them to fully (laughs) listen from beginning to end and not pick out that one thing that that offends them and then discount everything else. (laughs) Uh, Father, I just ask that your spirit would be alive between uh, my, my dad and my brother and I. I ask that your spirit would be alive every day that we get up and that you would begin that these things that we've talked about, I ask that you would begin to really start allowing us to work those things out in our own lives uh, from this point forward. You know, that you would, that the very dailiness that we're asking about, that we're talking about, would become a reality for each one of us. And that your Holy Spirit would be so loud that we would have to listen. Amen. Paul? Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this time and this day. And Father, I just have a, a, a something that's meaningful to me is is I think of the Holy Spirit as that river of living water that's flowing constantly through me as an individual, and and as that river flows, it gradually melts away anything that that is causing um, a deterrence of the Holy Spirit any blockages, sometimes they roll away quickly, sometimes they erode gently, sometimes it takes years before that boulder is 
finally rolled down the, into the sea. But I pray, Father, for myself and my, my dad and my brother Matt, that any anything, Father, that is that is resistant in me, in us, to the to the flowing of the Holy Spirit would be rolled away. And that, that, that river would flow clean and pure, Father, straight from your throne. So Father, any anything in me that rises up and says I want my own way, may that be washed clean, Father. And we can just live in that flowing river of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. And I I want to pray as I understand Watchman E used to pray the scriptures, and I'd like to pray these verses from the book of Hebrews. Yet once more, this expression, I will shake the earth, Only I will not only shake, not only the earth, but also the heaven. Once more, it denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken, as of created things, in order that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Oh God, that's your kingdom that you brought on the earth in Jesus Christ. Therefore, we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Hallelujah, the unshakable kingdom and the unchanging person. And I pray, Father God, in the, who is the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of his eternal covenant, equip us in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom and for whom may the glory be forever and ever and ever and ever. Lord Jesus Christ, be glorified on earth as he is in heaven. Amen and amen. And that is the end of the third part of a three-part conversation that began on the 27th of January was continued on part two on the 31st of January and ends today on the uh, 3rd of February, 2020. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. This podcast is available for free download in iTunes and at moanministriesbookstore.com. Sarah Rahm's album, Days of Rain, is available on iTunes and most streaming platforms.